3: Okay, welcome in. Wednesday edition of Three Dudes with a View. It's uh, My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. It's another beautiful spring day. Um, and it's time. It's the middle of April. Birds are singing. Flowers are blooming. Fish are jumping in the boat. And it's all good. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has just parked the bus. How are you, Clayton? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> all right.
2: Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Doug. It's a beautiful spring morning this morning. Let's keep it that way.
3: Let's do. Mr. York, I have found uh on Twitter, of course, uh another person who, like you, says Trump did it all. Uh his name is Kabamar Tagetta.
0: I was betting on Don Lemon, but go ahead. Uh, no,
3: well, Mr. Tagetta writes, This might trigger some people, but please keep an open mind. This is more important than politics. I came to Twitter in 2017 to tell people that Donald Trump was in contact with Pleiadians of the Galactic Federation. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yep.
3: A few years later, a senior space program official came forward to confirm the same information. I also said that Trump was told by the Palladians that they were in the final days before a shift to the new Earth dimension where where there will be full disclosure and open contact. Now Trump is talking about a final battle and a quantum leap, and he's never stopped repeating the best is yet to come. I hope this is all starting to make sense. Works for me. This is why the satanic establishment hates him. Angels of light are here, and the biblical rapture is near. Okay, now
2: we know. Now we know that is that is a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and, and I mean, I could say something else, Delph, but it's a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I mean, anybody believes stuff like that, man, they need they need to go lay on the bench. Well, and it just have somebody talk to them and calm them down. I mean, galactic and all that crazy stuff. Gee whiz. I just sounds Man, like another, give me something that's real sounds something like another real. democratic meeting to me uh oh, uh, that's not a Democrat. that's one of them republican meetings you know you you, you, y'all on that extreme extreme everything you you saw
0: where the uh white job shooter up in Louisville was an anti trump guy like was just not so anti trump uh, but the media's not
2: talking about it. Well, you know, you got you got guys do all kind of. That's probably one of the first that's anti-Trump. Had he, had he been in touch with the Palladians? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> and what still, about it, Governor Lee. Let's talk about Governor Lee. It issued an uh, executive order yesterday, miraculously.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I, I heard about it. He's uh, he's trying to uh, shorten the amount of time it takes from. When a person is convicted uh of a crime, for that to get be transmitted by the various clerks around the state to the TBI so that background checks are uh more uh rapidly up to date.
2: And, and organizations are jumping on him already. I mean gun organizations. Uh oh, don't do that. Uh-uh. No, you you violating the Second Amendment. All kind of crazy stuff.
3: I I haven't seen that and I can't imagine anybody would uh, Uh, complain about expedited reporting of criminal record for background check. That that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Now, what could be more controversial...
2: Tennessee Firearms Association issued a statement yesterday.
3: Well, was it in reaction to the expedited... Governor
2: Lee's executive order.
3: Well, Governor Lee did two things yesterday. The... I don't perceive much controversy around the expedited information for background checks. What may cause some controversy uh is uh these orders of protection that Governor Lee has called he didn't he didn't give specifics uh but he called on the legislature to uh pass better or more or whatever procedures for orders of protection these typically arise in domestic abuse situations husband wife boyfriend girlfriend whatever where a court after review may order that the perpetrator not be allowed to have firearms now we already have there is there's a federal and state uh procedure in place for that already has been for years uh,
2: but we don't have a, reg, a red flag law in Tennessee, though.
3: Well, that's no, not that I know of. I mean, but this this is, you know, some might call this a red flag law where, you know, boyfriend's been threatened to kill girlfriend, beat her up, you know, maybe even assault her with some kind of weapon or maybe even flashed a weapon or, you know, a gun at her. That, that, that kind of thing. And there has, like I said, there's been a procedure in place. It's it's both federal and state. Uh, it can, if if done properly, then like say a general sessions court can uh, impose an order of protection uh, against a domestic perpetrator. Where if the perpetrator broke that order of protection, it would actually be a federal crime, subject to federal. Federal penitentiary time uh, that has been in place. Gosh, I don't know, Mister York. Probably thirty years at least. Uh, so what? What over and above that, Governor Lee has in mind? Uh, I don't know. And uh,
2: it, it probably won't be that much, Odell. You know, you know this state, and Lee's got the cow to the legislature, so it probably won't be that much well what we have in place
3: now if the courts utilize it now that's that's uh you know these things have to you have to dot the i's and cross the t's to make them effective uh there's a form for it and uh but and so many times for whatever reason the courts don't utilize it and Perhaps they should utilize it more. Perhaps they shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, I don't... I'm just trying to what, think, think about the cases I saw in the last few years involving mm-hmm. domestic abuse. Um,
2: well, the TFA says they believe the statements made by Governor Lee express no interest at all in protecting the private and mental-emotional health records of Tennesseans, particularly when such information is irrelevant as a matter of law to the questions of whether an individual can legally purchase or possess a firearm.
3: Well, that's the part of it that that I thought might cause some controversy, Mr. York, uh, where you get on this slippery slope of, you know, well, just because a person takes antidepressants, should they be prohibited from owning a firearm Uh, just because they're a uh, an old cursing white guy that lives next door, should they be prohibited from owning a firearm uh, that's that's where the worry arises and uh like I said, so far in Tennessee it's been uh uh contained not contained it's not right restricted hmm. to the area of of a domestic a domestic uh assaults uh and, uh, yep. and we've had a very, a very strong law in place. A, a very, I mean, we we're talking about a five-year minimum of uh, penitentiary time. Uh, f- but but
2: there's still no law, Dale, because someone raising Cain in a neighborhood, and people and neighbors know he's raising Cain, they just simply, simply turn their head the other way, you know, the authorities. And that's the kind of thing. Now, but the, all the shootings that I'm aware of, most of them, have not had an obvious motive publicly displayed. They've been quiet people. They've been good in the neighborhood. They've been easy neighbors to talk to, and all of a sudden, something happens with that individual. They get radicalized, and then they go and do do some heinous crime
3: well two th- two things i mean you're focused on the things that grab the headlines not 98 percent of the shootings that occur in this country are 99 percent uh second of all probably 99.9 percent um and second of all now i'm not aware of any of those where there hadn't been practically a neon sign above the guy's head going you know crazy 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 uh, mm-hmm.
2: that's what i'm saying it's a it you never. It's never those people that are obvious. It's always those people who are quiet in the neighborhood, or in their community, doing certain things, and then they wind up shooting and killing several people. You know,
3: uh, I'm not aware of any of those. All the ones that we've seen lately, like I said, the last four have been transgender who, who've been troubled and known trouble for a long time, and uh, this fellow. Well,
2: they hadn't been arrested. You know, there's been no arrest record.
3: This fellow, well, this fellow who shot up, you know, this last the bank guy, you know, his family said, yeah, he's got, he's been mentally ill for a long time.
2: But had he ever been arrested? I don't know. Probably not. Well,
3: that's that's pro- what I'm saying. That's the problem, Mr. York. Though the problem is, most of these people have been referred for mental health counseling t- time after time, and most of them by the courts, they've been referred. So and they keep them sixty days and kick
2: them out. They don't even do that. The mental health well, system,
3: well, the mental health system
2: is broken. Yeah, uh, but we don't have a facility for people. You know, it's it's an outpatient thing. Yeah, and the profession wants to keep it that way,
3: and it's so that's. I mean, I'll, it's a long story, but I'll tell it. I had uh, years ago the uh, uh, all the decorations started disappearing from the graves down in Linville, and I was a young prosecutor, but the flowers and the ribbons and all that at the cemetery level the de- the decorations would disappear and uh, so finally the police go knocking on the door of a little old blue haired lady down there she opens up the front door and the house is just packed to the top with old flowers and ribbons and grave decorations of various types and so I come in the courtroom one day and there sits a whole Room full of little old ladies, like in their church clothes, you know. And this is not the crowd you usually see at criminal docket call in general sessions, you know. And I go, what in the devil is going on, you know? And seated up at the front was this other little old lady, you know, dressed in her church clothes. And she's the one accused of taking all the decorations from the uh, the graves. And So, you know, I thought, well, this one's easy. I said, Judge, you I recommend she be referred to mental health. You know, nobody's going to put a little lady like like that in jail, you know, or even fine them. And uh, so we get sent out to – she gets sent out to mental health, and they look at her and say there's nothing wrong with her and let her go.
2: Well – You know – go ahead.
3: Well, she gets – You know she gets called doing the same thing again and and judge you know calls out there and says please see this lady well they say there's nothing wrong with her and let her go and uh she's next found by the police directing traffic in the rain there at the corner of uh mount pleasant highway and carmack boulevard and so uh so the and, and so the stuff keeps disappearing from the graves and the next thing that happens is she's she's caught by metro nashville uh going southbound in the northbound lane uh in a little old cadillac now going southbound in the northbound lane of 65 doing about 100 miles an hour and so it's christmas time and They take her down to the metro jail, and like I said, she's a little old frail gray-haired lady. They're not about to put her back there in the lockup. So they let her sit out there in the lobby, and the Christmas tree is out there. Well, they come back a little while later, and all the decorations are gone from the Christmas tree, (laughs) and she's put them in her bag or whatnot. And so... You know the frustration of the the defense lawyer, myself as prosecutor, and the judge, because mental health people just won't do anything. Is you know, uh, and so I try to arrange for one of those sixty day beds, and and the guy goes, uh, no, she's she's not a danger to herself or others. I said, listen, either she's going to get killed or somebody's going to kill her if if this kind of stuff doesn't. Well, no, no, we're not taking her.
2: Well, down here's the here's the problem there's there hasn't been any money in creating mental oh well, they had
3: they had money back then and finally I found the magic words though so, uh if they're found not guilty by reason of insanity uh, then they must take them for 90 days or at least that was the law at the time and so uh, I I get the judge and the defense lawyer and I get the guy the Nashville Whatever I don't know what it was called back then, the Nashville Mental Hospital, State Mental Hospital. And we go, uh, we're about to find her not guilty by reason of insanity. And he, he goes, you can't do that. I go, yeah, we can. I said, I'm the prosecutor, the defense lawyer is sitting right here, and the judge is sitting in front of us. And we're all agreed that's what's going to happen. And uh, he goes, well, let me connect you to intake. And so finally, we get her, you know, and, that, and they took care of her. We didn't have any more problem. But that's the problem with the mental health people. They
2: Yeah, but we don't have facilities is what I'm saying, Del. not long-term facilities. And I'm, I'm talking about what happened to a cousin of mine that went in the Korean War and kind of got whacked. He stayed in, in Biloxi, Mississippi in a facility for 25 to 30 years. And when Reagan got in off, he closed all those facilities, and then they put him out on the street. He wound up staying with his sister until his demise. Yeah. And what I'm saying, when people find out there's profit in a facility, how to make money, they're gonna start opening up these facilities, and the only way that's gonna happen is if the government gets involved and in put money in. Then they see a free dollar coming at them, and they're gonna start opening up facilities well, for I people think, for long-term
3: care. I think there's some merit in what you're talking about, Mr. Joel. All right, let's take a break and come back.
1: grade.
3: Welcome back, Three Dudes with the View, Sunny Wednesday edition. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm Dude Number Three, Dude Number Two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man?
2: Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. I got a legal question for you. Shoot. Is it a violation of state sovereignty that Jim Jordan is trying to subpoena or inquire no. about an ongoing investigation that Alvin Bragg is doing? And should the federal government be engaged in that type in an ongoing uh, indictment or or, or case that's going on? And I got a question too for you, Delk. Should a New York
0: State prosecutor be involving themselves in federal election law?
3: Well, there's the rub. Uh, You know, is it a violation of state sovereignty? you know, th- 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 this is a tricky one, Miss York, and I- I'm not sure I. You know, as as <laughs> it any ain't dis- tricky, it's clear it, states' uh, rights. Well, as any lawyer will
2: say, it depends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm you gonna waffle on me. You 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 got all them years of federal experience. Did you ever know of a case uh, like that?
3: No, I never saw a case like this, uh, and. Uh, uh... never never did and i'd be interested to see the briefs of the parties um on this issue Uh you know a, a as clayton says they they have invoked federal law in their indictment or at least they appear to the indictment that's another issue the indictment is just not clear uh... and but most people think it invokes federal law although it doesn't specifically say so Uh so yeah, I think that that's within the purview of Congress to uh, take testimony and to. But
2: to violate state sovereignty, you think that's that's in the purview of Congress? I can see it after the fact, but not doing an ongoing investigation.
3: Well, there may be some issues there. I but I I really I don't see a state sovereignty issue here at all. Uh, what? Uh huh. Um, you don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, the. Uh, I, I mean, Congress. I don't think Congress could pass a law prohibiting. Well, they could too. They've done that. Uh, <laughs> what
2: was that prohibiting? <laughs>
3: well, prohibiting you know state sovereignty comes into place. When, right when you've got state crimes
2: and state prosecutions... Uh, uh-huh, and this is a state prosecution. Well, that's that's not... What I mean, it invokes some things that might apply federally, but it, basically it's about what he's been doing for over 30 cases of prosecuting pay- people that, that's cheating on their paperwork, business taxes well, he,
3: and stuff. we think that Bragg has invoked a federal law, and of course it's in uh, the purview of Congress to... Look at how federal law is being applied, and that doesn't have anything to do with state sovereignty. Uh, the, but I was about to say, you know, a state is free. Uh, sovereignty does apply, where a state is free to uh, define the crimes that occur within those state and to prosecute those crimes without federal interference. Uh, but you know. Uh, and so that, so Jim
2: Jordan can we, also go down there we, in Georgia.
3: But we burned that bridge a long time ago. The feds have all sorts of control over our our ability to prosecute uh crimes. So, so uh, Jim
2: Jordan can go down there in Georgia and invoke his his power to subpoena everything that Tony Willis has got too, right? Uh you know, I don't know
3: that any federal crimes are being alleged down there. Um
2: I don't know. But he's but but Bragg is not saying he's got federal he might refer to some federal stuff but his main thing is state stuff. You
3: know, Mr. York, what I'm sitting here thinking is that uh you know, as usual consistency and I'm I what what's your what's your what's your railing against here is the and when i say we crossed that bridge a long time ago the things that you're upset about are things that where during the civil rights era states uh... sovereignty was eroded uh... tremendously and the powers that you're complaining about now are those that uh, that's what i meant by water under the bridge that's where The federal government uh, assumed the power to say whom we could prosecute or not and what crimes we could prosecute for as states. Uh, And that era uh, significantly eroded state authority. And so now I really honestly don't, you know, I'm calling you out for complaining about it. Uh,
2: because. No, I've I'm, I'm just never heard of a, a, the legislature, the, the Congress, getting involved in an ongoing investigation. Did There's they, been congressman after congressman indicted for stuff, and not one time has a special committee been invoking their powers into those indictments of those kind. Are, aren't, aren't there federal
0: funds involved in this, though? There have been.
2: Yeah, uh, I think again,
0: th- again, during the Civil
3: Rights era, even though those prosecutions may have been wrong. Uh, the feds got involved in who the states were prosecuting, why and what for. Uh and generally back then, you know, they were prosecuting black people, probably it, probably for the reasons. But it was typically
2: after the fact. It was after the fact, Dell.
3: No, they got was involved before the fact back in those days. I mean you're just arguing out of both sides. I mean, this, this
0: is unprecedented and, yeah. and it's also a district attorney who ran his election on the I'm gonna get Trump. So I mean, it's corrupt. anybody yeah. with anybody with the brain sees that this is corrupt. If, if
3: we had if we had true state sovereignty, but that, like I said, the civil rights era blew away almost all of what was left of that, uh, and uh, that's the water under the bridge. But the, uh, uh, you, you know, I get a civil
2: rights era did not destroy state sovereignty. That's why we yeah, pretty, got a Tennessee pretty, house doing the things that they doing.
3: Pretty much did. the The feds can reach in and and exercise. if you
2: violate civil rights no, if you can, violating the person's rights, yes, they can they can invoke their power.
3: And right now, Biden's about to sign in a provision saying that uh, state schools must allow uh, transgender
0: athletes to play. In other words, uh, and how unfair is that to females and women out there? I mean, seriously. Th- I mean, you look at talk about state sovereignty. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about I mean,
3: all these it, states it, are all these states are passing laws prohibiting transgender you know men from playing women's sports, and. Their sovereignty is just going to get stripped away?
0: You're talking about equality and uh, fairness. I mean, having a male compete in female athletics is, I mean, how anybody can reason with that and be okay with that is, I mean, it's just – It's just talking
2: about taking woke to another level. It's
0: just insane.
2: It's just absolutely insane. What if you got one transgender person participating? What is that going to take scholarships and stuff? Mr. Mr. York, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. If you, you I have a daughter. You
0: you you have daughters. Yeah, I know. The fact you defend this about state sovereignty, Mr. York, is it's it's sick that you could even defend this? Should the state
3: be allowed to decide whether transgender athletes can play in their
2: schools? Yeah, well, you, what, it, it's how just, many? How many are you talking about? One or two in a school? I, well, one's. A, I mean, state sovereignty depends on how many. Well, it's going to take their scholarship. They're not going to have but one scholarship, and that transgender person's going to get it, right? You
0: had you had Leah Thomas, a guy that that competed as a male the first three years of his college career at Princeton. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Princeton, and then all of a sudden he becomes a female. And he shatters all these records against all these female swimmers that worked their entire life to get to where they were. And then we're going to celebrate that? That's what we call normalizing crazy. The fact that, that you can even defend that It's sick. Because it's sick. It's a male competing against females. And and the
3: Biden administration imposing that on states that don't want it. That is a clear
0: violation of state sovereignty. The
2: the parent of that child is just as proud as the parent of the They shouldn't
0: be. They they, they, they shouldn't be. They should be embarrassed. Because they should be embarrassed. They 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 should be embarrassed. They should
2: be on their children. A lot of parents don't know their
0: children. Male, male body part. A six-three male body parts. A, a, someone who competed in the NCAA as a male for three years, and in their senior year says, "I'm going to be a female swimmer." That's did insanity. The, that's what's wrong with this country. That? Is that people like you try to normalize that kind of stuff? Did they, did and anybody listening in, in that that doesn't, uh, I'm just telling you, that's insane. That, that that's the world we live in. That people like Jim York are saying that's normal. He 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 was a male for three years. He still got his male body parts, but but he can say that he he can That's like LeBron James saying, "I'm going to identify as a female and go to the WNBA and score a percent points a game. What kind of world are you living in, Mr. York? Where's reality? Where's your reality?
2: My reality is that your reality
0: is not real. It's not real.
2: Everybody has the
0: potential to beat. be No, that's called... No, no. You are what you are. You are what you are.
2: may change their lifestyle and as a parent you ought to be proud of them, whatever lifestyle that no. you...
0: No, not when it affects my kids. Not when it affects my kids. Just because your your people want to sit there and, and not live in reality, when it affects my kids, that's a problem to me. And how you can defend that and argue that... That you're is exactly what's what's wrong with this country. Nope. That thought process nope. that you're talking has, about is exactly why this country is going to hell. Because you are trying to you? normalize crazy, and no, it's insane. except to you? when you want it. As a parent, has it happened to you? No, I'm watching it happen to others, and it could happen to me, and I, and I'll be damned if it does. It's ridiculous. It's insanity, and I'm telling you what. You just have to change schools. <laughs> No, no. You just need to live in reality. That's what you need to do. All right, live listen, in reality. Listen,
3: listen to this headline: Trans male arrested for planning Colorado school shooting. Shooting had anti-Trump manifesto. Imagine all that. All right, let's take a break.
1: doesn't always mean long-lasting. As your home systems age, your repair costs, utility bills, and breakdowns rise. During Hiller's Vintage Showdown, we're giving away a free new system to the owner of the oldest HVAC unit. Submit a picture of your old equipment online to see if you qualify as the winner. Everybody wins with trade-in credits plus 0% financing for up to 48 months with approved credit on select new HVAC systems. Enter to win now at HappyHiller.com. Call the Happy Face
2: Truck today.
3: Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked.
1: History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time.
3: We're back, three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. You got your blood pressure down?
0: Uh we're working on it. We're working on it, but no. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody.
2: Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, Clayton. You're gonna have to start learning how to accept what reality is. You can't just
0: yeah. Destroy uh, what's a male going has on. a penis and if they are competing against women and their body mass their bone structure they're bigger I live in reality Mr. York you're either born a male or a female most of the time and this guy competed three years in college in men swimming and then his fourth year still with a penis competed as a female was it left? that is insanity was I don't care about again again this is the NCAA, and he broke it, it he broke it, he broke and shattered every record. That any,
2: he he didn't break a law. The person didn't break a law. So everything's, everything's okay for everybody that had the laws except for you. You didn't like it. And,
0: and back to, you know what? If if your daughter, if if your daughter was competing against against him, imagine coming, uh, being the runner up in that and being a biological female. I mean, and the fact that you even try to argue this just shows how out there there that you you are in reality. reality. I mean, that's, that's the whole problem with your party. You try to normalize (laughs) crazy. And people are tired of it. I'm telling you, people are sick and tired of you guys not living in reality not if living in reality. Gay,
2: you can't change it, Clayton. Yeah. If so, you hey, can't pray it away. You can't counsel it away. Hey. If a person is gay, they're just gay. Who gay? If Nobody's talking gay about all. that.
0: We're talking about males competing against females. And why you're not defending women in this is pathetic. <laughs> if if you're not defending women. Home, you no. are not defending women. You're if not defending women. Person, you're living in an alternate reality that doesn't exist. You're not well, defending women. You no are women. not for women if you support that. Right, you don't right. support women. Right, Period. fellas I support women. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You support males competing against women. You care more about somebody's feelings than reality. You don't support women. You support a male that says he's a woman competing against women. That's what you do. You don't support women. All right, folks. Same
2: answer for for everything all right everybody calm
0: down watch CN watch more CNN Mr. York I think, I think all everybody's got
3: a clear Reality. gasp
0: on your grasp on your positions at this point you don't believe in basic biology you claim to be part of the party of science but you don't believe in basic biology well the period. T-
3: I'm a
2: biologist by, by education. <laughs> I'm a biologist, and I know how all that evolves. Yeah, you're born either a male in or a female, science, typically. the science on it hasn't been determined yet, whether it's genetic or not God, genetic. that's pathetic. That's it, ridiculous. it could be hereditary. It could not be hereditary. But I'm about loving people, whoever they are, Okay, whatever they do. If, folks, there's, no lo- if there's no law for Mike, those folks to to participating, there's no law in participating, then that's it. Folks, we got
3: your positions, Clayton, Miss York. We both understand where you stand. Now, what what is gets me though is the uh, fluidity. Uh, the Democratic Party doesn't hold the same position for ten minutes. Uh, you know, they used to be the anti-war party. Uh, now they're the uh, bomb, bomb, bomb them often as you can. While Zelensky, you know, uh, president, we we're getting into the war in Ukraine. Uh, risking a thermonuclear war. Zaleski does interviews with uh, a bowl of white powder on his desk, and he and his cronies are seen in the casinos uh, with just satchels of cash uh, gambling and having a big time, and that's who we're supporting. Uh, yeah, but Co- I'm,
2: not, I'm not representing the Democratic Party. I'm a Democrat that represents myself. I, I just need right. to make that well, clear to the listening audience.
3: I, I, I got you, Mr. York, but You know, so here we, where where is Code Pink? hadn't hadn't seen them since George Bush was in office. You know, good. If anybody can tell me how to join Code Pink, I'll do it. I'll even wear one of the pink outfits. You know, I know me and Chandler to wear one of those pink outfits around. We we just we need to get Code Pink going again. And I thought yesterday I went out to the uh, Boy Scout luncheon. Which was a wonderful occasion. Well attended. The boys I've been to a couple of different Boy Scout events lately. What the Boy Scouts are doing here in southern Middle Tennessee is absolutely amazing, uh what they're doing for young men. And um and it's Were you ever a Boy Scout? I was. I i, I was no Eagle Scout, Miss York. I'm not you sure. Didn't, you
2: didn't go Eagle? Why you didn't go Eagle?
3: I'm not sure I made it past second class or whatever, but uh um
2: yeah. I was Boy Scout and I was an explorer and, and working on ego credentials.
3: Boy Scout's a great organization. And it's it's really been a pleasure to attend those events lately. But I was reflecting that, you know, most people may know that uh the liberal media and the Democrats and the leftists uh sued the Boy Scouts into bankruptcy uh for what they claimed or alleged was a pattern in the fifties and sixties of sort of sweeping uh molestation of young boys by scout leaders under the rug and uh, they they came at the scouts with just this vicious vicious acrimony these hit pieces on major networks and all this kind of thing and now I, you know contrast that with the democratic party today doesn't seem a bit concerned about sexual molestation of young boys they favor uh mastectomies and uh, penis removals for minors. Uh, they also have the uh, min- minor <laughs> minor attracted uh, persons. I don't know what you're reading. I don't know what you're reading, but you're off, you off on a rail today. I'm Miss York, they're out there all the time. I don't know
2: any any Democrats standing up that might be a personal involvement with what they're doing with, with the child or whatever they're doing to themselves, but it's not a party position.
3: It's the mainstream Democratic Party these days. They're out there. You look in the no, news any day. Not. They are pushing for gender uh, gender transformational procedures on minors. Nobody's and,
2: uh, pushing for gender. We're pushing for Ms. individuals York, to have their own identity, whatever they choose to be. You are defying the headlines. And uh,
3: everybody knows it's true. And, and If you chose to be gay, should someone stop you from being gay? Uh, th- this transgender stuff's got nothing to do with being gay.
2: Well, if you want it's to be, not, a it's not even apples I, and oranges. Should I influence your freedom and tell you you can't be?
3: Okay, so now you're telling me that minors should have access to gender-altering procedures, surgeries, or chemical, or you know, you, you
2: <laughs> we're supposed to have freedoms in this country, Dell. No? Okay, don't you have a right to decide? We've what gone you
3: from nobody's be? for it to Jim York's for it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, and that's, let, let me give you love to talk about how Tennessee is 50th and, you know, uh, other states are first. Well, let me tell you where, uh, Tennessee is in the top five, Mr. York. Tennessee is in the top five in personal income growth. You know where California is? 50.
2: 50 in what?
3: Personal income growth.
2: Well, yeah, the the area is growing fast. Everything's expensive. People are having to work two or three jobs over there. Yeah, that's because yeah. kind of like kind of like Tennessee. If you Demo- want to live in Columbia, Democrat, buy a three hundred thousand dollars house, you got to have two or three jobs.
3: We are still number. We are number five in personal income growth in the nation. In Tennessee, California is fifty. Median
2: income in Tennessee is twenty nine thousand dollars. Dell
3: we are number five in personal income growth. California I know, is. 50. I don't know what
2: you read. Wall
3: Street Journal.
2: <laughs> oh, that's Murdoch's paper, huh? <laughs>
3: uh, that's those are true statistics, and it's because Tennessee uh, is uh, friendly to jobs, business, no income tax. California yeah, is pre- no
2: income tax and no health care. The biggest debt in Tennessee is health care debt. The biggest debt across the nation is health care debt. Well, bills that people owe doctors. And then local hospitals have closed. People can't, got to drive 100 miles to get health care, get to a hospital. So we're in a great shape in Tennessee. All
3: right. All of you who are miserable here in Tennessee and think we've got a miserable life, a miserable economy, step right up. And we will set up a GoFundMe uh, to give you a free one way bus ticket to California. Uh, I don't
2: want no bus ticket. Nobody travels on a bus anymore. Come on, plane ticket, first class.
3: All right. Well, if if you go to California and promise not to move back, I I think we can arrange that. Life is good here in Tennessee, and you just can't. You know, this gaslighting where you call white, black, and black, white, uh, which is what Democrats and the liberal media just do all the time. I mean, life's great here in Tennessee. People aren't leaving Tennessee. They're coming here. And,
2: yeah, uh, you, you're, you're stuck here like I'm stuck here, you know? You don't want to go anywhere. I, you you I, got your 4,000 acres of land and sheep and cattle, so you happy.
3: Well, as as is almost everybody else I know, Mr. York, I don't know anybody going around going, you know, uh, it's miserable here, I can't get health care.
2: There, there, There's an undercurrent here in Tennessee that you don't know about, and, and you need to listen to the people that are are talking from the undercurrent instead of the people who think they run things that's on top well i i mean
3: i'll concede that that's usually who I who i talk to on the other hand uh you know i try to keep an ear out for what people are saying and what people are doing
2: yeah but you're not listening to the right people listen to the people that justin jones and, and justin pearson listen to and, and Miss Johnson up there in the legislature, you need to listen to those people. Miss York, you know, if Justin uh, Jones came
3: down here and ran for office, he wouldn't get fifteen percent of the vote. He,
2: he probably wouldn't. Yeah, but he would apply. He would appeal to many people who don't live in the circles of the bubble that you live in. Well,
3: but if if he, if there were that many people who. Uh, You know, we're not happy being Tennesseans. Justin Jones' vote in Murray County would be much larger. Uh, Now, yeah, he's very popular in Nashville, and frankly, I don't know what goes on there. Uh, It's very difficult for me to understand.
2: That's what I'm talking about. You live in a bubble. You live in isolation, Del. That's why you want to. You know, you talk about like like you admitted the people in your circles, and you all have the same conversation. You don't have different conversations. You don't look at things from a different lens.
3: Well, the lens that, that those these inner cities look at is, you know, where the suitcases full of money so I can haul them out the back door. That's <laughs> that's the lens. That's the lens they see it. They see government and taking other people's money as their primary way of making a
2: living. And uh You got two things, either suitcases going out the door, or either ballots going out the door. True enough. <laughs> <laughs> True enough,
3: you know. I oh, mean, all kind of these places,
2: delk, my friend.
3: These places live off graft and corruption, and uh, that's all they know how to do. That's why we got all
2: those legislators up there under investigation, graft and corruption, including Sexton, a House Speaker,
3: hauling money out the back door in suitcases, and you know where it happens, Mister York. All right, Clayton, you settle down over there.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm
2: going uh, back to sleep. No, I mean it's just,
0: you know, I have daughters and I just I couldn't imagine them competing and uh working their whole life to get to college on scholarship and and being in the finals and and then just, you know. I I it, it just I, I I feel for the other for for the young ladies I feel for for them and their parents because uh, it's truly sad because they need to be defended Clay Clay, do you remember a few years ago when the Obama
3: DOJ uh, tried to step in and take over the uh, rape prosecution by the state of Montana against some uh, football players there I don't remember that well Mr. York I've I've been thinking about it uh, the Obama DOJ uh, tried to take over those prosecutions, and I think succeeded in doing that. Uh, what,
2: what grounds did they do it on? Civil rights violations, or something of that nature?
3: I think it was some probably. Kind of, I think it was some kind of Title IX theory, Mr. York, and yeah. and Montana was screaming about state sovereignty, and uh, and they lost. I think. Um. So. There you so go. We can
2: expect uh, Jim Johnson to lose too. Then, right? <laughs> no, Montana lost. Oh, Montana lost. Okay. Uh, well, you know, Texas got a big thing going. Albert is trying to uh, pardon some some person who's convicted of murder, and and uh, he hasn't even been sentenced yet. So, Abbott in Texas is trying to pardon him.
3: Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's another balloon. And he should. The person should have never been found guilty. But well, uh, jury found him guilty. Uh, the, uh, Austin, po- Texas. They, here. That's what I'm people do not go to these places. You will not get a fair trial. You will not be treated fairly. Don't do business in these places. Don't travel to these places. Stay out. <laughs> there are no go zones, people. No go zones.
2: All right, just, we will just, see you tomorrow. Have a great day, folks. Enjoy this beautiful day. Don't listen to Del because he.
1: do